Welcome back to On the Record on News Talk 106 to 108. It's Gavin Riley with you until one o'clock. Now, we are joined on the line by Dr. Keelan O'Donoghue, who is one of the lead clinicians in the country for obstetric ultrasound and fetal medicine. Uh, she is one of the lead clinicians in the country in that area, and she wrote a piece in the Sunday Business Post last week in which she was underlining some concerns around the introduction of abortion services in Ireland. Dr. O'Donoghue, thank you very much for joining us uh, this afternoon. Um, the Thank deadline you. or the supposed deadline for introducing abortion services uh, under Simon Harris's timetable is now 16 days away. Uh, do you think it is possible to have abortion services up and running that quickly? No, Gavin, I'm afraid the, the expectation that the full range of services around termination of pregnancy in hospitals, even for scenarios of fatal fetal anomalies, which is my specialist area, is ready for the suggested implementation date, is, is not realistic or achievable. And I guess what I want to say at the outset is that, you know, I am a maternal fetal medicine specialist. My practice has always involved caring for parents affected by prenatal diagnosis of major anomalies, some of which will be fatal. And I've always supported parents who make the decision to terminate a pregnancy affected in this way as equally as I support those who continue their pregnancy. I supported repeal and I support the introduction of legislation to regulate termination of pregnancy. Okay, so to start that from the outset, you're, you're not a conscientious objector. You're not raising concerns about the ethics of all of this. Absolutely not. And I want to reassure uh, women that my comments today shouldn't, and my comments in the newspaper, shouldn't be misinterpreted. They reflect my genuine concerns for women. And like many colleagues, I'm torn between doing what is clearly needed and wanted versus doing that properly, safely and well. And I'll always advocate for women and families like those I look after every day in my work to get the service that they deserve. And like colleagues, I want to ensure uniform standards of expert care in line with established evidence and best clinical practice across Ireland. That's why I'm leading the development of care pathways and guidance on the management of pregnancy complicated by fetal anomaly. But I'm afraid that if this is introduced in January in this way, this service will not be what women deserve. How so? Well... This is, a really, this is really personally and professionally challenging for many healthcare professionals, and it has the potential to cause significant workplace conflict around values and choices. And there hasn't been, I think there has been a failure to recognize the complexities involved in working in maternity hospitals. Even though many are pro-choice, it's a different matter to support abortion rights in general than it is to directly provide care and carry out termination of pregnancy. And that mismatch represents a failure in the assumptions around implementation of services, especially in the way we're doing it, which is time-pressured and ill-resourced. And while many obstetricians working in publicly funded hospitals like I do feel a responsibility to implement this service and provide care for women, the majority would acknowledge that they feel very overwhelmed by this and undertrained. There are regional variations in practice, and this seems to surprise many people um, in positions of authority. And there hasn't really been a huge amount of open discussions amongst the multidisciplinary colleagues working together in hospitals. Issues around conscientious objection have prevented those kind of open and honest discussions. And that's something that's leading to a danger of those of us who are conscientious providers being isolated in our work. So I hope this isn't too blunt a way to summarise it then, but effectively what you're saying is that so much of the debate has been monopolised around how you deal with conscientious objection, that there are other parts of the service that haven't really been attended to. Is that right? Yes, I think um, we've been prevented from talking about this with many of our multidisciplinary colleagues in maternity hospitals. I gather that the HSE have now released a document 
on conscientious objection, which aims to get over that, but none of us on the ground has actually seen that. So hopefully that engagement with staff can begin. So two weeks guess, before that this, this service is supposed to be introduced, you haven't seen the documentation? Oh, I haven't seen that HSE policy on conscientious objection, but I'm sure it will be released down through the, through the usual channels. But Gavin, what, what the other comments I suppose I wanted to make was that, you know, against the context in maternity hospitals, we're introducing these new services. And we don't currently have equitable provision of routine ultrasound in hospitals in Ireland. We don't have national policies on ultrasound or even access to prenatal screening. We don't have well-resourced or defined referral pathways between our smaller to our moderate size to our larger hospitals. We don't have formal coordination of those referral pathways. And therefore, they're not in place to ensure that specialist ultrasound or fetal medicine expertise are available to all pregnant women. So is that effectively then to say, uh, Keelan, that in some circumstances where people might get very bad news some way along and where the law might create the right for them to have a termination of their pregnancy if they want to, that the infrastructure actually just isn't there to, to provide that for them or to even uh, you know assure them of that qualification in the first place? Yes, I'm afraid so. And I mean, look, we have to acknowledge there have been some improvements in resourcing, uh, largely due to the National Women and Infants Health Programme and some improvements in governance as well. But we still don't have provision of, for example, the mid-trimester anomaly scan in all our maternity units. Five five out of the 19 units still don't provide that. We don't have routine access to dating ultrasound scan. We do have fetal medicine expertise in all of the group hospitals, so in the six group hospitals. But not all of those hospitals are set up in a way to allow easy referral pathways of women in and out of those hospitals. And there is no formal coordination of that. You know, our referrals take place by by fax machine and are largely done through goodwill. So without getting too technical about this, in practice then, if that means that somebody is being seen at a hospital which doesn't have access to the proper equipment or staffing that can do the usual 20-week scan, Mm -hmm. are they then supposed to be referred to another hospital within the group? Do they have to get referred outside the the group? That's the way it should work, Gavin, and those are the discussions that us clinicians who are involved in creating the clinical guidance are having. So our guidance document will very clearly state that women will need to be referred from the smaller hospital to the hospital with fetal medicine expertise, and that's where the prenatal diagnosis and the decisions around either offering termination of pregnancy in the scenario of fatal fetal anomaly will take place, or indeed where the options of continuing the pregnancy and access to perinatal palliative care services Mm -hmm. will take place. Um, we, we often hear the, the the argument coming from some people, particularly from those who just want this service to, to get going and that we've waited so long and so many people voted because they wanted this to happen sooner rather than later. This idea that clinicians are obstructive, they want people to just get on with it, show leadership. Uh, what do you say to that? Yes, and as I said at the start, I'm, I'm torn between those two sides of recognising that we really have been waiting for this for a long time. And on the other hand, really wanting this to be done properly. And I've heard a lot of that discussion around that we should just get on with it and that any service is better than no service at all. I don't really agree with that. I think we do need to take a little bit more time, just a little bit more time because we're nearly there to get this right. We actually have the opportunity to introduce a world-class, high-quality service here, particularly around the management of pregnancies complicated by fatal fetal anomaly. And I think it's important that the, you know, that the passion to get this done, which is understandable and admirable for those who have spent such a long time on this, that that passion isn't blind to reality and common sense. The minister and his advisors 
won't be working in hospitals in January. I will. My colleagues will. So we are well placed to ad advise on what is needed for this to be safe throughout our maternity hospitals. And, and being well placed and, and having that ability to, to advise on what is safe, you mentioned that this needs a little more time. How long do you think it would need to make sure that this was properly resourced, properly set up and properly operational across the country? Look, I think we're nearly there. And I would also say that deadlines are good because things don't get done if deadlines aren't there. But it's a little bit more than just producing guidelines. Um, I think the, the rush to implement this has led to a little bit of confusion and there's not been great communication. There's confusing numbers of organizations, authorities and, and stakeholders involved in this. And it's not really been clear until relatively recently who's actually in charge of implementing the services throughout the maternity hospitals. We do need to spend a little bit of time in each hospital group and in each unit uh, training ourselves up. And I think each unit will need a different model of training. I think we need a national clinical lead for implementation working on the ground to implement this service as any other new clinical service in the HSE would have had. We should have regional working groups, you know, a regional lead, for example, for maternal fetal medicine, a coordinator in all hospitals and a prenatal diagnosis coordinator at group level responsible for implementing those pathways. Consultants like myself should have some resourced time to do this rather than what I'm doing, which is spending yet another weekend trying to complete a guideline. And there also does need to be a commitment from the Department of Health and the HSE to have an ongoing engagement to sort out the inevitable problems that are going to happen when we introduce this. So I don't think we need long more, um, but we do need another couple of months to ensure that this service can be integrated properly into the public hospitals. Because let's be clear, that's what we want. We want this to be a service that we provide integrated into the other services we provide around reproductive health care. This shouldn't be something that is other or different. And the way we're going about this at the moment risks that and creates and fosters conflict between colleagues who don't want to provide this service and those of us who do. As, as it always seems to be in health, a case of politics versus practice. I'm afraid we're going to have to leave it there. Dr. Keenan O'Donoghue, thank you very much for joining us this afternoon on On The Record. Thank you, Gavin. On the record. On, the record. On News Talk.